Welcome to the session. There was once an individual who said, there's peer pressure, but there's also peer priority. Gee, where have I heard that before? (laughs) Where faith and life connect. I think I just heard a whole bunch of people yell amen. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah, I hope so. A time to explore issues facing the family today. Marriage is about what can I look at inside of me and take care of in me to offer to my spouse a better me. And where it's okay to laugh a little. It is so good to hear you say that, to hear someone else preach that message. It is. Well, again, for years, I've heard you preach it. (laughs) It's finally soaking in. (laughs) Yes, the celebration of success. Welcome to the session on Rise FM. It is time for Faith and Life to connect here on Rise FM and on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. However you have found us today, thank you for being here on the session. I am Scott, here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. And today I'm going to try and put Tom out of business. Okay. <laughs> You're at the age where you kind of, you don't mind that so much. Yeah, just take a number. There's a number of people out there trying. <laughs> so we're going to talk about exercise being a treatment for depression and anxiety. And in our case, I've subtitled the show, How to Put Tom Out of Business. <laughs> so, so we're going to talk about the value of exercise. And summer's a perfect time to do this right? because it's warmer and you can go jump in a pool outside. You can ride a bike. You can run. You can walk. You can... I don't know what you can swim. Hmm. You can swim all day long. But before we dive into all of this, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's turn to God's word, Tom. Uh, yes, right. We might want to submerge, Scott. Oh, oh boy. boy. I'm going to stroke out if this keeps up. <laughs> you might sink if you do. <sighs> oh, dear. Well, okay. Out of Matthew 6, Scott, verse 33 But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. That we should be seeking his kingdom. and We should be seeking his righteousness. And we can look forward to things that will be given to us because we are seeking him. Right. All right. Now we make the turn to some research from the University of South Australia. That's right. So you had to go all the way down there to find this research. Where it went. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Swam down there, did we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, right. All right. So first of all, this really can't be better timed because we're dealing with millions of people dealing with mental issues right now. Any Everybody from people in your field to pastors to other professionals are dealing with people with mental health issues mm-hmm. right now. And it just seems like, you know, depression, anxiety, and other things are really piling up. So let's let's start with a couple of quick definitions. I didn't tell you about this. So no, no problem. Hopefully, hopefully your dictionary is still working. Yes. Okay, so how do we define depression? Well, Scott, depression is a condition where it's difficult to bring out what you're feeling. So what happens is those feelings stay inside you. You don't talk about them. You don't bring them to the light where Jesus is and they can be healed. So if they stay in, then they stay in and they rob us of life energy. The energy we need for life, it absorbs that energy. So it sits in there until we are able to express it, bring it to light. When it robs us of our energy, then we can be very lethargic. It can impact our thinking to a point where 
I don't want to get out of bed. That's what I was just about to say. That's that's when you can't get out of bed and when you don't want to go to work. Right. When you just become unproductive completely. All right. So what is the difference between that and anxiety? Well, anxiety is like when your system is running at a high RPM. Uh, for those who understand cars, if your tachometer that measures revolutions per minute, consequently, if your tachometer is running, usually runs about 1,000 RPMs, and all of a sudden it's running at 4,000, it's like your heart rate and your fear levels are all of a sudden going up because something you're thinking something has got you bent out of shape. So anxiety, it just depends on who you ask. Some say anxiety is in the fear camp. Other people would say fear is in the anxiety camp. I tend to want to say that anxiety is in the fear camp. Fear, one of the ways it impacts us is we develop anxiety. Uh, and the difference between fear and anxiety is that fear is very specific. I have a fear of spiders. My daughter. Yes. Yeah. I have a fear of public speaking. Me. There we go. <laughs> I'd rather mess with her spiders. <laughs> I would rather yeah. I'd rather squash her spiders than get up in front of a large group of people. Yes. Yeah, how true that is. Yes. Okay, so there's a basic point I wanted to start from. Let's go to this study in the British Journal of Sports Medicine that came out through the University of South Australia. Took a look at over a thousand research trials examining the effects of physical activity and I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but let's go over this this information. What did what did this show? Okay, well, it showed exercise is more effective than medication or counseling. All right, now <laughs> this is where Tom goes. Now wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like a classroom teacher in a school system saying, "Yeah, you really ought to homeschool." Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't need to be in this class to do your job. Yeah. Uh, why am I, yeah. Okay. All right, but let's 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 go on. When we begin to talk about it shows exercise is more effective than medication or counseling. It depends, but you got to remember we're talking about uh, one of the main symptoms of depression is being lethargic. It's like you want me to what? I'm not getting off this couch, and you want me to go exercise? Right. you got to be kidding me. So it's more maybe get into the exercise so that you don't hit that lethargic. Right. And then don't have to go to the medication camp and the, all the other things right. that we talk about in that. Okay. How long are we talking about exercise? And, Scott, this got my attention. 150 minutes per week of various types of physical activities, such as brisk walking, lifting weights, and aerobics. Uh huh. And and is there anything else you'd like to add to that exercise list? I Scott, maybe there is. Let me think about it. Oh, um, I can think of two things right off the bat that you probably would add: the swimming and we can't say the other one on the air. <laughs> golf. <laughs> We're gonna say golf on the air. We're gonna say golf on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother show and a whole nother time. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. let's, let's just say there have been shown to be effects, uh, positive effects of the bedroom Olympics, and let's leave it at that. Okay. But 150 minutes, I mean, Tom, that is 
two hours and a half, two and a half hours. Two, yeah. A week of exercise. It would break down also if you did it over the work week, 30 minutes a day. Now you've got it in something that I think someone can hear it and go, okay, half an hour I can do. Two and a half hours? Are you nuts? Right, yeah. <laughs> it takes yeah. me that long to get the kids to bed. True. <laughs> and so it also suggests what we're talking about, our goals of the day. I wondered if you were going to go there. How about that? Yeah. And so when the goals of the day are 30 minutes, well, okay, now we have something to shoot for. Smart goals we should be measured. We know what 30 minutes is. We can set a timer, if nothing else, for 30 minutes to see if it goes off. However, if 30 sounds too much, then we work up to it. Start at 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 15 twi- done twice is 30, and you're there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So if you make 15 today, maybe tomorrow you do 20. You get to 20 tomorrow, then the goal becomes we either equal yesterday or we revise it. We either go forward if we reached it or we go back and say, well, oh, I only got 12 minutes in. Okay, so my goal is 12 minutes or more trying to get to 15. Right. So the idea there is it puts you in position to be to celebrate success. There we go. And then when you do that, all those oxens and osens go off in your head, and you want to do it again because mm. that felt good, and you want that. And yes. we all do. Absolutely, you we know. Do. And you know, Tom, with walking. All right. Yeah. Now I used to. I ran a lot in school. I ran track and all that fiddle faddle. As I got older and I got fatter, that got harder. And <laughs> a lot of times, I went out and did it by myself. Uh-huh. I would just go out and I'd. I'd walk through, there's a park near my house that I really enjoyed. You know, one thing that did help some, and I had a friend actually go and do it with me once, we prayer walked the park. Okay. And I just, that would be, that's just an encouragement that I want to offer that maybe if you're going out with your wife or if you walk by yourself, pray as you walk. Mm -hmm. You'll be stunned at what God will put in front of you while you're walking around a park or around your neighborhood. Interesting. You know, it's, it's just an interesting Another way to put something in there, because a lot of times people say, oh, running's boring. Walking's boring. Well, okay, bring God into the equation. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I'm swimming in my laps, I'm oftentimes praising him and worshiping him and praying. How are you doing that while you're trying to breathe? Oh, it's just all like autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't, I can't do that. When I'm swimming, it's like, okay, turn your head and breathe now. Yeah. Okay, arm, arm, breathe now. I, I guess I'll have to work on that. Oh, that's true. You, you've given me something to shoot for. Awesome. Okay, back awesome. to this study in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. We took a nice big rabbit hole there. Yeah. Okay. Um, help me understand this next one here, Tom, because I'm having a hard time putting this together. Depression showed the most gains with exercise. Right. So uh, I think what it's really trying to say is that depression healed more so it was in better shape. It felt better. Oh, okay. So what it's saying is that there were gains in treating depression with exercise involved as right. well. Okay. Because all your little funny allies kick in. All my oxins and osins and tocins and toxins. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> all the yes. things you went to school for that kept me out of biology class in college. Yes. There we go. Thank yeah. you so much for reminding me. Uh, yeah, Okay. Sure. That's depressing, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Research also supported the more intense the workout, 
the better the results. And I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Right. Well, in, in my swim workouts, I have one exercise I typically do toward the end where I call it you sprint and relax. You sprint a lap going north on the in the pool. Yeah. And then you relax coming south. I was going to ask you that. Okay. I was going to ask you if you just, because I know you swim a good long distance and a good long time. Mm-hmm. And if you just did it at one particular pace or if there were times when you you swam quicker right. and then slowed down to kind of almost like a cool down at the end of a run. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it feels really good coming back on the lap to relax. But then you do a flip turn and you come out of the turn and you go right after the elevated level of, of freestyle. Okay. All right. Yeah. I have not been able to do that yet because I tinkered with that a little bit. Uh-huh. I, I did part of a lap really hard, turned, and I didn't get my breath back quick enough, and I actually had to just stop and relax then. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah it's, it's something, you, you you know, just playing with it. Mm-hmm. Now, one other thing comes out here. Long-term exercise is good for your mental health. Well, it just kind of everything we just talked about just kind of laid that out for us. It, it does. And, and again, your little funny allies kick into gear there. And they become so helpful. And, and so uh, it's because not only are, are you having the physiological benefit of endorphins and oxytocin, mocin, zeasins. And, them too. Yeah. <laughs> for you. You poor thing. Yeah, this could depress you if you don't get these down. Uh, yeah, I'll get them eventually. Yeah. And so anyway, that the long-term exercise also helps with your thinking too. When you begin to realize you can spend time praising and worshiping when you're running or you have worship music going. Yeah. That becomes really important because you're you're taking care of it physically, but you're also taking care of it spiritually. That has great benefit. And you you welcome God into your time as well, which is another way that God can speak to you. Mm-hmm. You know, God uses situations and experiences to speak to us sometimes. That's right. Yeah. So oh. give him that opportunity. Yes. You know, all right. So we're talking about exercises, a treatment for depression and anxiety, or how to put time out of business. <laughs> and so there are some other benefits from exercise versus medication because there are uh, drugs you use to treat depression sometimes that you right. that you can prescribe or help people get. Um, now there are some benefits that exercise has over those meds. So why don't you run through those with us? Well, when we begin to look at, they're less expensive. Uh-huh. You want to run through that again? Clearly your golf clubs were free. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. no, I did have to pay for those. And that's supposed to help depression. It could also create depression. I just thought I might throw that out there. Well, that's why you play the short holes and do the putt-putt first so you can celebrate success and then go to the big hole. The bigger there ones, yeah. That would be good. So they're less expensive because it doesn't cost anything to go for a walk. It doesn't necessarily cost anything to do push-ups, so you can do those. Whereas as medication, if you are on some insurance plans, you're going to pay good money for some medications that are necessary. can be very expensive. Thankfully, because of Medicare, my medication is pretty much paid for. Right. 
So that's a good thing. And there there are those opportunities that you have. Okay. So, all right. So you kind of turned me around on that, and you could actually borrow a set of golf clubs if you wanted to. That's true. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. So fewer side effects. When you talk side effects in general, the side effects of working out, and I've asked a lot of people this at the Y when they're done, and I'm like, how do you feel now? And they say, oh, I feel so much energized. And so when you work out, how do you generally feel when you're done? I, it's like I've got energy for the day. I'm confident, and I just feel good. I pooped. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, too, Scott. <laughs> Some of us need to go take a nap there but, for another. Well, but it's a but by the to the same point though, Tom is a good pooped. Uh huh. You know, it's like I'm worn out, but I know I've done something good for myself. There we go. So yeah. You, so it becomes a success I can celebrate. That's true. And over time, it feels better, and you're not as. So and the, there are side effects to medication. Well, and that's true, and that's the one that can be problematic. As an example, there are some antidepressants that would actually cause weight gain. Now think about this a minute. If you're putting on weight, what's that going to do to your depression? Oh, it deepens it. Exactly. So, you know, there's another advantage. I'm not opposed to exercise. I've said in my career before that trying to get a patient who's depressed to do exercise it's not always easy. So, so you don't start every session with drop and give me twenty. You know, uh-uh. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> then we get some jumping jacks going. <laughs> then we in. get some things, some pillows getting thrown off the couch. Yeah. Okay. So, what else happens as we some of the benefits of exercise? So, improved health. The number of endorphins and all my little friends. Yes. Yes, that are that are coming out has an incredible impact on our health. You just think about. It. Well, I think a true story, when I had the surgeries that I had, you know, one of the implications that came out in each one of them was that because of the lap swimming that I do, I was in better shape and recovered faster than they anticipated. You were able to withhold, withstand the surgery and and endure it better than the average. Right. Okay. Yes, definitely. All right. And our God was incredible. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So with improved health comes improved body weight. You kind of mentioned that. The other part of this is the cardiovascular benefits of exercise. Right. Well, better blood flow. If it's better blood flow, there's more oxygen going to your body, which helps you. And going to your brain, which helps your little friends. Yeah. Or my little friends. Right. You know, here's your rabbit trail. All right. I, I saw a story the other day about how big a giraffe's heart is. Okay. It's two feet long and 25 pounds. Holy mackerel. Uh, that's, <laughs> Can uh, you imagine lugging that around? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> right. Well, and it's got to do a whole lot of work as tall as that giraffe Well, is. yeah, that's I, that was my thought was, gee, it's got to, well, it, you need something that big to pump blood up that neck. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all right. All right yeah. Sorry, moving on. All right, That's so right. what else? All right, now help me with the idea of improved bone health. I get the mus- muscular benefit. Right. Well, I think what we're talking about is the better flowing of blood, the more feeding the bone marrow gets. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Now, we're getting back into more of Tom world here, improved mm-hmm. cognitive functioning. All right, unpack cognitive functioning. For okay. Me. 
Uh, let me see if I think if I can remember. Oh, right boy, now. here we <laughs> go. <laughs> the cognitive functioning is our ability to think. Well, we'll see. Remember, when we don't have enough space in life to be a person, and we're talking about the potential for burnout or stress, well, we're not thinking all that clearly. Our, our minds are registering anxiety. And anxiety to the brain is like, sends a message, hey guys, take the day off, you're not necessary. So you don't know, kind of function cognitively as well because you, because you didn't get enough sleep, you didn't get enough exercise. But if you do get enough exercise, now we have the opportunity to think more clearly and that's helpful. Okay. More blood flow to the brain. Things are moving along better. Your synoptic gap. gap your, all yeah. that stuff is moving around better. Right. And you're getting better connections. You're getting more thought. You're getting more cognitive. Right. Am I, am I in the ballpark on that? Well, I think so. In the synaptic gap, the movement in there is much healthier. So that we end up having... Um, healthier feeling and thinking because of it okay yep so it's all stuff and it builds over time too i think that's something to remember is you're not going to work out one day for an hour and go wow that's done i'm well that's it for this year yeah we'll wait till next new year's resolution (laughs) it's really and it's something that needs to be done and this goes back to your smart goals thing it needs to be done over a consistent period of time absolutely yeah all right we've talked about why this works a little bit with I'll let you all use all the words of my little friends, but <laughs> there's all this stuff released into your brain, the endorphins, the dopamine, all this other stuff. All right. Bigger okay. words than I learned at Michigan State. And that are all released into the brain. And I guess, am I right that it takes those chemicals all working together in your brain in order for the benefits of this, of exercise and whatnot to happen? Yeah, you, you do. You've got to be functioning and hitting on all eight cylinders to get the benefit, if that sounds right. Yes. And so, as an example, it's been said, you'll improve your serotonin level if you exercise. You'll improve your serotonin level if you get enough sleep. Both impact the body, and in turn, it impacts your serotonin level. Really, really important. Okay. All right, so as we wrap up talking about exercise as a treatment for depression, you have some other helps listed here. Let's break those down real quick. These would be others that would help depression, Scott. As an example, the systems approach to treatment where you impact a relationship and it impacts the depression. Okay, now I know you wanted to hang out here for a little bit, talk about this systems approach a little bit. What does that mean? Well, rather than just focusing on the features of the depression, or how the the patient is experiencing it. One of the ways, if we explore and diagnose that the patient is really struggling with a relationship with maybe their parents, or maybe a spouse or a sibling, and you impact that relationship where you begin to help that relationship understand, yeah, there's a whole lot of sarcasm going on. It's very hurtful. And so then they begin to work through that. They're going to feel better because there's the power of the whole idea of a relationship helping you feel better. So now 
I'm going to make a run at this, Scott. This okay. is this is really interesting because in relationship, source determines weight. Now, hang on. I'll, I'll go through it and I'll come back and explain it. Okay. Weight determines impact. In, okay. All right. So the weight of the weight of something is its impact on something. Right. Okay. All right. So impact then. It determines outcomes. So just think about the weight. If if I said to you, hey, good job, that has some weight to it. Yes, it does. But if Sherry said to you, good job, all of a sudden that's a lot more weight. So it has more impact right. on the relationship. And it's going to then eventually work its way out to have more outcome or better outcomes. Because it releases all those little oxens, osens, and little friends of mine. Right. Yeah. So when we help depression by determining uh, an important source that's going to provide weight, that weight is also going to help them think and feel better. Okay. Wow, we did that. Wow, you got through it. Nice job. Well done. So how how can we get a hold of you to start a conversation? Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. Thank you for joining us for this session. You can listen to previous episodes on the podcast network at risefmohio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more about Tom Russell at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com.